This morning I'll be reading from the book of John, chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. Thank you. Well, today we are continuing our final words sermon series. We're invited to kneel, to sit, to lie even at the foot of the cross. We're invited to place ourselves in the middle of this cosmic drama that's unfolding. To picture ourselves present, Jesus nailed to the cross, still alive, suffering a criminal's death suffocating the human life being drained from his body. And in this painful, gruesome, and grief-ridden place, Jesus finds the strength to utter some final words. These are words of life and hope for us, and words that also give us a mission to carry out. Two weeks ago, Pastor Emily opened the series with Father, Forgive Them a message of ultimate forgiveness, the forgiveness that God in Christ offers us freely, and a forgiveness that we are invited to offer each other daily, or even more often if needed. And then last week, Pastor Jeff talked about the gift of salvation, the scandal even of what happens on the cross, that we are often unrepentant and undeserving, just like the criminals hanging next to Jesus, Jesus' words, today, you will be with me in paradise, are words of hope and life for us, and hopefully even a little bit of levity. And today we're going to look at Jesus' words to his mother and his words to his beloved disciple, John. Here is your son, Jesus says to Mary, and to John, he says, here is your mother. Let us pray. Holy God, we can't even begin to wrap our minds around the mystery of the cross. Lord, but we believe in your truth, we believe in your life, and we believe, Lord, that there is more than our human senses can make sense of in this world. Lord, we trust your love, we trust your forgiveness, we trust the salvation that you have afforded us in Christ. Let us hear a word from you today, reminding us always why the gospel is indeed good news for us all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, if you've ever been with a loved one as they prepare to depart this world for the next, you know the sacredness of that space. Sometimes words are spoken that have been left unspoken for years. Forgiveness is granted and received. Love is revealed and is shared openly. And sometimes deep wisdom is imparted. Sometimes our loved ones share with us words that will reverberate for the rest of our life. 
When it was clear that my mom's cancer treatments had run their course, she had decided to come home and live out her final days in home hospice care. Our family had several weeks to prepare for my mom's departure. And at the time, I was dealing with a little bit of anger. I was angry because a surgeon had made a pretty big mistake. A surgeon had left some surgical equipment inside of my mom's body, which led to a massive infection. This mistake leading to the infection likely took away, removed any chance there was of my mom surviving. And the surgeon couldn't even bring himself to apologize. Because to apologize would mean admission, and admission would have meant liability. And, well, you're all probably familiar with that game. It would have meant a lot, though. And as I sat with her, and I watched the cancer ravage her body, my mom said two things that I will never forget. When I asked her how she wasn't even a little bit angry at the mistake the surgeon made, not even a little bit, she simply said, everyone makes mistakes. I forgive him. Like, wow. And then I asked her if she was afraid to die. And she had a few words, and then after sharing a few words, she looked up at the crucifix that was hanging on the wall. My mom was a lifelong Roman Catholic, so Jesus was hanging on the cross in the, in the, on the wall in the room that she was in. And she looked up at that, and she said, if he can do that, I can do this. I will never forget those words. She meant it. I knew she meant it. She had a piece about her that was superhuman in that moment. And I still remember to this day exactly where I was sitting and exactly how I felt when she shared those words. If he can do that, I can do this. As Jesus hung on the cross dying, his final words reverberate with us 2,000 years later. Scholars unpack and debate their meaning and significance. We pray his words, we read the scriptures, and we seek to incorporate their meaning into our lives. Today's final words come from the Gospel of John. From the beginning to the end, the Gospel according to John is different from the other three Gospels. It's different because it's more cosmic in nature. It's mystic. It's poetic and curious. And the Gospel of John maintains what's known as a high Christology, meaning it's often leaning into Jesus' divine nature, Jesus' divine nature comes to the highlight in John's gospel. And while hanging on the cross, dying this slow, painful, humiliating death, Jesus looks out and he locks eyes with his mother. And she locks eyes with him. Maybe in that moment, she remembers the angel Gabriel's prophecy and promises Maybe she remembers that the angel Gabriel told her that her son would be the Messiah. And maybe that gives her a little bit of hope. And yet still, that hope is not going to take away a mother's pain of standing there helpless watching her son die. Jesus, her son, right before her eyes, dying. 
He can look at her and see her pain too. He can see her distress, her helplessness. And then he looks next to her and he sees John, the disciple that scripture tells us that he loved. And Jesus sees them both and his heart breaks for them, for their pain, for the future that they will live without him in the flesh, for relationships that will be permanently changed. And as he locks eyes with both of them, he utters these words. To his mother, he says, Woman, here is your son. He looks over at John and he says, Here is your mother. Jesus connects them in that moment. He commands them even into this deeply forged relationship. Two weeks ago, we heard a message on forgiveness. And last week, we heard a message on salvation. Today's message is all about relationship. These final words that Jesus offers are all about relationship, the kind of relationship Jesus wants us to have with one another as the family of God, the kind of relationship that surpasses biology and the kind of relationships that accepts one another as kin, acknowledging our need for each other. So let's look at these words. At first glance, we might think that Jesus is being rude or disrespectful to his mom. Woman, here is your son. Our modern ears might hear that similarly to, woman, make me a sandwich. And we might wonder why Jesus is being so disrespectful to his mama. However, some scholars suggest that in its original Greek, the word is gune, it was a term of endearment and respect even, deep respect, perhaps similar to the word ma'am. Ma'am, here is your son. That still really doesn't sound right in a moment like that, in this deeply intimate, sad encounter. Those words still seem a little off to our modern ears. But if you back up in the Gospel of John, all the way back to John chapter 2, you'll see the only other time Jesus addresses his mother in this Gospel. It was at the wedding feast at Cana. And the, and the wine had run out, if you remember this story. And G- Mary comes to Jesus and essentially just tells him, hey, there's no more wine. Like, maybe can, can you do something about this? And Jesus' response to her was also weird to our modern ears. He looks at her and he says, woman, what concern is that to you and me? And then, however, he goes on to perform his very first miracle. This was the beginning of his earthly ministry. It's the miracle where he keeps the party going all night long. He takes the water and he changes it into endless amounts of wine and not just any wine, really good wine, because we are told in that passage that the guests were confused. They said, what is this? Normally at a wedding, the good wine comes out first, and then after people have had their fill, the cheap wine comes out. But you have saved the best for last. Woman, what concern is that to you and me? These are still odd words to our ears. It's weird. It's a weird phrasing. However, if you remember, I said the Gospel of John is different than the others. It's more cosmic, and it maintains a high Christology. This focuses on Jesus' divinity. 
His divine role in eternity beyond just these human relationships in this time and this space. So, with that in mind, from the cross, when Jesus calls his mother woman, one thing that I believe he is actually doing is leaning into his divine nature. He's reminding Mary and he's reminding anyone else who is listening that his role and purpose extends far beyond the family to which he was born into. Ma'am, let me remind you what the angel said. Ma'am, let me remind you that God isn't done. Ma'am, let me remind you who I am. That's one thing I think he's doing. Another thing I think he's doing in this passage is elevating Mary's role beyond simply her human role of birthing human Jesus into this world. You see, Mary was also part of God's divine plans. Aside from Jesus, in fact, she is the most important human being in God's saving plans. Some scholars will refer to her as the second Eve. The first Eve back in Genesis has a role in, um, in the fall, in the unraveling. And Mary's role as the second Eve has, has a part and a plan in God's redemption and God's saving acts. She was the faithful servant. Blessed is she among women. Some Catholics and Protestants will even call Mary the mother of the church. So when Jesus calls her a woman, he is naming both of their realities as something beyond this already powerful and gentle mother-son bond that no doubt they have. This was a relationship that extended beyond their time and their place and their human skin. And I wonder if in that passage, Jesus is inviting us to think and to remember and to be reminded that the relationships we have been gifted with will often, too, extend beyond our own time and our place and our human skin. And yet, in that moment, Jesus also cares for Mary's humanity. Woman, here is your son. John, here is your mother. It's a very caring phrase. John was a faithful disciple of Jesus. Faithful to the end. I don't know if you picked up on this in this scripture passage, but John was the only male who was brave enough to be there at Jesus' death. This passage contains three brave women, all Marys, three brave Marys, and one brave John. John's eyes met Jesus' on the cross too. Jesus' eyes met his disciples. He's saying, John, here is your mother now. Take care of one another. Look after each other. This is your family. This is, excuse me, the family of God. A family that extends beyond biological ties. Jesus is saying relationship is a gift. You belong to each other. Treasure it. Care for it. Care for one another. These words are all about relationship. One final story, and then I'll close. As my, after my mom could no longer speak, she was coming in and out of consciousness. And as we do in those situations, we sit next to the bed and we share what's on our mind and what's on our heart. And we're just talking and we're sharing. And my mom was not conscious. She wasn't speaking anymore. And for some reason it came to me that I thought my mom was worried about my dad. 
Um, and so I was telling her, Mom, don't worry, we're going to care for each other. We're going to look after each other. It will be okay. Because my mom had been the primary caregiver in the house. And my mom was very often doing all kinds of things for my dad. Things that I often thought he could and should be doing for himself. And so I would lovingly call that out from time to time. And so my dad and I have a, a unique loving relationship where I would call out these things like, hey, you could actually be doing that. You should be doing that for your mom doesn't need to be doing that. So my mom was no longer, could no longer speak. And I was like, she's worried about my dad. So I need to tell her, mom, don't worry. We'll take care of dad. He's going to be okay. And I said, mom, he, could, he can even live with me if he has to. And I, and I kid you not, my mom, who had not been conscious for days, started laughing. <laughs> she laughed for about a minute straight, thinking, oh, this is going to be good. I wish I was around to see this one play out. And then she kind of just slipped back off into sleep. And I was reminded when thinking about that, that sometimes a good sense of humor will be required in this relationship business. Relationships are difficult because they involve us and we are difficult, all of us. And I was reminded also that there's a gift in laughter and even in the face of pain and death, we can sometimes still find things that bring joy and light and laughter into our life. Woman, this is your son. John, this is your mother. These words aren't just for Mary and John. Jesus' final words invite all of us to take on roles for other people who need us and to allow other people to take care of us when we need to be taken care of. We're invited to remember through these words that we belong to one another. We can't escape each other. We try. We try so hard. But the reality is, is that there is not a fence high enough, a gated community guarded enough, or enough miles between the chaotic inner city and wherever we choose to live. There isn't enough of any of that stuff to remove us from this God-given calling of relationship and belonging. These final words today are about relationship. Jesus modeled it for us, and then he passed it on to Mary and to John, to his followers, and to us, the church. So I'll leave you with these final thoughts. Who has God given you to care for? Who has God placed in your life to care for you? And what may God want or need to do with those relationships?